You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Well, you're listening because you want the approach challenge, one that I know will change your life and one that I, I basically did a few times in my life, one that I did when I first was learning how to meet women in person. And then I would repeat it a few times as I was getting in and out of relationships in the past 15 years. So I would do a lot of approaching and and online dating, and then I would get into a relationship. And when the relationship would end, I'd kind of get back into approaching again. And it's good to have a challenge like this because you tend to lose steam when you're first starting this off. Meaning when you get back into approaching after you haven't done it for a long time, it's difficult. It can be very challenging because the nerves are back there. You don't remember exactly how you did it last time. I mean, it's like any skill. When you stop something and you don't do it for a while, you know, the muscle memory might be there a little bit, but you're not exactly back to where you once were. And the longer you stay away from something, the muscle memory starts to lose its memory. So if you get into a relationship, let's say, for five years, and you have an approach to a woman in five years, well, you're going to be at that point where it's going to be a little tough. And so you can use this whenever you want, really. You can use this today. You can use this later on if you get out of a relationship and you need to get back out there. And the approach challenge will help you with a few things. One, obviously, approaching. Two, it's going to help with getting you comfortable with women again. Because right now you might not be super comfortable. So that's a two-parter there. So you want to get good at the approach, but you also want to be comfortable with the approach. And it's those two things that you're really working on whenever you do approach a woman or do a cold approach, you know, bar, sidewalk, street, wherever. You know, you got to work on the skill set itself, but then also the nerves behind it. So those are the two things that are going to really help. And I know it seems like a drastic claim, like change your life. Like really, I don't know about you if you've ever, ever done this before, but it changed my life. Absolutely did. I, I believe it's one of the top skills any man can have. And when you have that skill, and you know that you can go and talk to any woman you want, it's not going to just help with dating. Because the approach, when you're approaching a woman, is very hard. So once you get that down, it starts to make you feel more confident in a lot of social areas. Funny enough, I remember when I started getting better at approaching, it helped me with meeting friends. It helped me feel confident anytime I walked into a restaurant, a bar. It helped me feel more confident when I was, for whatever reason, in a group of people, whether it was networking or, or for social circle, any of it. Because when you do the advanced thing and you, and you do the hard thing now, 
it just trickles down into all the different areas. And you and I both know approaching women can be pretty tough. We get really scared to do it. And oh, don't worry, we'll get there. Going to give you the challenge in just a bit. We'll go over it. But this is, this is very important to know before because you need to understand how to use the challenge properly. So bear with me here. When you are going out there and talking to women, this is something I've been thinking about lately that I wanted to share with you guys. When you're going out there and talking to women, I know that it can be very nerve wracking. You're very nervous. But you really have to think about what's going on here. Think about what you're really nervous about. Because in your head, you're scared to approach. But what does that mean? Well, you're scared of talking to a woman that you find attractive. Okay, so then what? Well, then you're scared of the rejection. But think about how irrational all of this really is. Think about it for a second. You're trying to talk to a woman who is just a regular, random human on the earth who, who knows if she's even more than her looks. There's a lot of pretty women out there who, to be honest, suck. There's a lot of pretty women out there who are very dumb. I know it sounds kind of harsh, but let's just be real for a second. There's some not quality people out there. And so you're just assuming because she's pretty that, you know what? There's something so great about her and, you know, I'm lucky to be in her presence. Eh, wrong. She's lucky to be in yours. You know yourself. You know you're the man. You're capable. You're smart. You're quality. If you don't think these things right now, we need to work on that. And she should be lucky to be in your presence, not the opposite. Why? You don't even know her yet. Why are we putting women on, on such a pedestal here? Like something they have to offer is so scarce. It's the only reason why anyone would do that. Why? Because she's the prettiest girl in the place. Like there's not other pretty women out there. Like there's not other women out there who can be awesome in quality. Of course there are. There are plenty of amazing women in the world. So why this one? And I, I know that there is a psychological reason, a, a reason we can extract from evolutionary psychology of why we're afraid to approach women. We can get into that, but I just want to go layman's terms right now. You know, the whole conscious reason why you feel afraid to talk to this woman. She does not have anything special to offer you that another woman wouldn't have. Don't get in your head thinking that she is the goddess of all goddesses. You're thinking that because you're sexually attracted to her and that makes you feel a lot of different feelings. But it doesn't mean that you have to be scared of it. So think about a little bit of that before you go out there. 
I think that's going to help you with this approach challenge a little bit. Because at this point, it's probably difficult for you to get into that mindset. You're not thinking about it on that level. So many women out there, so many great women out there. I know I, I said a little earlier, it sounded harsh, you know. There's a lot of unquality, dumb, bad women, whatever. But listen, let's live in reality for a second. Let's take away some of this PC. And let's really talk about the fact that not every person is amazing. We have people out there who are not great people. We have people out there who are, you know, gold diggers. We have women out there who are not a good match for you. And there's some that are. So we don't know yet unless we go over an approach. And even if she's amazing, even if she's great, and you feel so good about it, even then, okay, even then at that point, there are still other women who possess those qualities. I've said my piece there. So let's go over how in 30 days you can get results from this approach challenge that you can start anytime, by the way, This is not to be started at the first of the month or on the Mondays and the Sundays. This can be started today. Day one can be any day you want. And it goes like this. You have two options. One, you can approach one girl a day for 30 days. So I'm going to give you two options here because everyone has different lifestyles. So I want to try to help as many people as I can, okay? So one person a day for 30 days. So that means that you're going to take time out of your schedule every day to talk to one woman. Or at the very worst, we can even do one stranger. Okay, one stranger. That's if for some reason it's Monday night, you're going out, you're trying There's no real women around to talk to. Okay, then talk to a stranger. Still, we're we're trying to do an approach challenge. And inside of the approach challenge, it's all about just getting yourself talking to a woman or somebody that's not someone you know so we can create a habit and then in 30 days be able to get maybe a couple dates from it or at the very worst, better at approaching or and or more comfortable with approaching. So we're talking one person a day for 30 days. Okay, now we're going to treat this like 75 hard. If you don't know what 75 hard is, it's a challenge where every day for 75 days, you like work out twice, you read 10 pages of a book, you drink a gallon of water, and a few other things. What makes it hard is If you skip a day, you have to start all over. God, I can only imagine you're like day 73 and something happens. We have to start all over. It's two and a half months. Now for this, same idea in the sense where if you miss a day, you have to start over. The challenge isn't do your best in 30 days. It's one person a day for 30 days. And you have to complete and get 30 days in. 
Here's what I want you to do is if you end up doing this challenge, I want you to communicate it with me and I'll tell you how in just a bit, okay? And I mean me personally. Let's go on to the second approach challenge that if you can't do one person a day for 30 days, because for some reason, logistically, it just doesn't work out. For example, maybe you're a guy who works crazy shifts, you know, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. And it's just like going to be very, very hard for you. But you know what? I remember many years ago, I approached a woman at like 8.30 in the morning or something crazy, like 8 a.m. And I approached her at Starbucks. And then I walked her to work because it was down the street. And then I got her number. We went on a date like a week later. That was 8.30 in the morning. So you can always do an approach as long as there's women around. But anyway, here's the other idea. Another approach challenge you can do is 10 people in a weekend. And when I say weekend, I don't mean Saturday, Sunday. I really mean doing it in one day. So Monday through Friday, for example, goes by and doesn't matter. You don't have to do it on a weekend. You can do it any day you want. But in that day, you will approach 10 people or and or 10 women, right? So of course, you may not be attracted to 10 women wherever you're going out and talking to women. So if not, still got to get to 10 somehow. Open up a conversation, start a conversation, and you'll do this in probably a three-hour span. It shouldn't technically take you that long, but I get how it can be tough, especially if you're a beginner. So you have three hours to do it. So three hours to do 10 approaches. Now it's interesting because you might add that up and go, well, if I did that one, it's technically 40 approaches in a month because once a week, 10 people times four. So you're doing 10 more approaches, doing about 30% more approaches if you do that one. So is that one better? Is it worse? Honestly, I think both are great. The reason why I'm picking 10 and not like a perfect 30, meaning, you know, 30 divided by four, because there's four weekends and you do, you know, that set amount, like it's like seven or eight. Well, I think that there's a magic number. When it comes to 10, it just makes sense. It's a clean number. I like it. And also... I feel that there should be more when you're doing it in that chunk of time. If you can do, you know, around 10 in a good three hours, you're really challenging yourself because you're not doing it at all throughout the week. You're, you're picking one set time to do it. So 10 is a nice round, even number to do that. Is that better than doing one person a day? because you get more 10 more approaches in? Not necessarily, because there's something to be said about doing the same thing every day for 30 days. It's like a different type of challenge in a way, because you're building this habit where 10 in a weekend, you don't even need to think about it until the weekend, but weekend comes up, 
here we go. We got to get our approaches in. So I think both are great. Ideally, if you have a situation that calls for both, if you want the ultimate challenge, I would do one person a day for 30 days. So type one. And then the next month I would do type two. That's how I would do it in the most ideal situation where both of those would, would work for you. And if you're not in that ideal situation, pick one. And if for some reason both of those don't work for you, I would say something is crazy about your schedule and you're really limiting yourself in the dating pool. Because that means that you probably can't do many approaches at all, which relies on online dating. And that's just not ideal. So I would rethink how your schedule works. I would rethink how you spend your time to give this a great shot. Because these are going to be the best challenges that you could do to really throw yourself out there. Throw yourself to the wind, as they say. Or to the wind, that's even better. And just say, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make it happen. And in 30 days, if you complete it, I guarantee that you will feel amazing. Your self-esteem will grow. You've accomplished something. You've done something hard. You've keeping a promise that you've made to yourself. And you might even get a date out of it. You might get a lot of dates from it. You never know until you try. One of those two ways will work for you. And if you end up doing this and you complete it, what I want you to do is I want you to go into Trip's Corner and I want you to type into the chat box, the post box, I completed the approach challenge. More specifically, the 30-day approach challenge. And you'll say from the podcast. And I will be there personally to respond to you because I'm in Trip's Corner every single day. If you don't know what Trip's Corner is, well, dude, you got to get in there. It's my private and secret Facebook group. I say secret and private because no one would ever know about it unless you've heard about it here because it's not advertised. And I keep it that way in the sense where I don't want anyone to know that you're in it unless someone else is in it. So that way no one's going to see that you're part of some group. I know that people want to keep this stuff confidential. I would too if I were you. Not that it really matters, but everyone has their own little things and you can join it and it will be confidential. It is a private Facebook group that is only for people who have either joined coaching or have invested in one of my courses, the main course being Hooked. So if you have Hooked already, or online domination, you're inside of the Trips Corner area on Facebook, then great. You can do this challenge and post. And if you're not, you can get hooked. Hooked is about $67. So not too much. Won't break the bank. Get yourself that course. Do this challenge. Get in there. And I will personally congratulate you. And it will be amazing. Not because I'm personally congratulating you, (laughs) although that's very nice, but it will be amazing because typing that in after you have 
put some serious work in to approach that many people and keep it, just pressing enter is going to feel awesome. So make that a goal for yourself. Do this, post it in Trips Corner, and if you don't, that's fine too. The best thing you can do for yourself is just take action. And I want you to come back to this episode in the future. And I want you to try and do the challenge every once in a while. This is something that you'll do minimum once in your life. You'll do it maybe a few times. If you want to take it to the next level, I mean, you could do it for a few months if you really wanted to. Back in the day, they'd call it Sarge-a-thons. It's really funny. Sarging was a pickup term. It just meant going out and picking up girls. They called it sarging. I have no idea why. But uh, that's what it was called. So it called it'd be called a sarge-a-thon, like a marathon. I don't use that terminology here, but I remember we would go and we would do it. We post in this forum that hey, I'm on a sarge-a-thon right now. I'm two weeks in. I'm three weeks in. Very cool. Being able to just keep to something, motivate yourself. And let me tell you, man, oh man, there ain't nothing like going on a streak. That's the best. When you can get multiple days in in a row doing the thing that you really want to accomplish. And guess what? Days one through 10, they're going to be difficult. But once you get to day 20, you're going to be smooth sailing. It's going to be already a pretty solid and secure habit because 20 days is a lot. And then you see the end right there, 10 more days to go. How cool. Try it. Let me know. Get into Trips Corner. Announce it. I want you to announce it so people are like, whoa, whoa, that's so cool. And then other people get to do it. And they say, I want to do it too. People who maybe have not heard this episode, but they're in Trips Corner. Then they start doing it. And you pay it forward that way. So let's get going, man. Do the approach challenge. I want to hear from you. I want to hear about it. You know, we basically do that in our coaching program. So the Trip Advice Coaching Program, we, we're doing a version of that. So we hold you accountable to make sure that you do it. And then we teach you how to do it right, how to open, what to say, some scripts. We even have you record the approaches and we get you better, you know, 10x because it's like on speed, right? Not only are we helping you and holding you accountable, making sure that you're doing it, but we're tweaking in the process. And we're making it even better for you so you learn faster. So if you want to get that level of efficiency and you want to get to the level of just getting better faster, Consider this coaching program where your one-on-one coach will guide you and teach you and do it for more than 30 days. We typically do a two-month program. If you want to learn about that, go to tripadvicecoaching.com and we can get you help. We can do a free call with you. We discuss coaching, how it works, and how it's going to help you. Guys who join this program, completely transform themselves with their dating lives. Getting girlfriends, 
having sex with the women that they want. It's incredible. So check that out. And I hope to see you in there. Now, why don't we go to some questions? We get questions here all the time. People email in trip at tripadvice.com. They ask a question. Sometimes they're anonymous, like the person I'm about to answer today. Sometimes they're not. So I want to answer it. I want to help you guys out. Email me trip at tripadvice.com and we'll get your questions answered. Dear Trip, first, thank you. I'm 42 and went through an acrimonious divorce last year. Just in case you read this question on the podcast, please state anonymous. Your podcast has served as a beacon for me both during the divorce and post-divorce. It has helped tremendously. I respect your intelligence and passion for all things dating, attraction, and relationships. Thank you for all that you do. Last night, I listened to yet another one of your helpful podcasts, your recent interview with Emily Wilson. It was fantastic and further expanded my thinking on male-female dynamics and gender roles. As of now, I'm a single I'm single after a 10-year relationship. I'm working to self-improve and solidify my position on marriage going forward. Toward the end of the episode, you mentioned that you encourage guys to get married while not pushing it, as it allows for various benefits, e.g. someone to take care of you when you're older, regular physical intimacy versus going out to meet women, companionship, etc. My views are constantly evolving, but my question is, can't guys enjoy all the benefits that you mentioned by simply being in a long-term committed relationship with a woman, but without actually getting married? What is the benefit of actually signing the marriage certificate? The topic of children comes to mind, but if two people love each other and are committed to one another, can't they still have children and not be married? I've read some articles which describe how marriage makes no difference in a child's emotional well-being. Kids do just as well with unmarried parents who are in a stable relationship as they do with parents in a stable marriage. Was curious about your thoughts on this. My sincere appreciation for your work and advice. Your interviews are consistently helpful. You are a blessing to men, and I thank you for all that you do. Anonymous. Great question. So, first of all, you know, let, let's talk about the difference between getting married or or having, yeah, we'll say the difference between getting married and not and having children. Let's start with that simply. So when you are in a partnership, it is always going to be better for the children, okay? Yeah, that's true. Whether they're, you know, I could imagine that. Whether being married or not married doesn't matter as long as they're being raised, okay? As long as they're being raised by both the mother and the father, it's going to give them the best chance at at having a good psychological upbringing, let's say. But do you have to get married and have kids? Okay, so let's, again, we're talking about going to have kids and no kids, because I think that's the big difference. Well, when you have kids and to get married and you want to be with the woman, let's just put it this way you're, you're going to have a very hard time finding that specific woman, at least in the West. Oh, I could actually imagine in the East too, really in many places. You're going to have a hard time finding a woman who's just okay with not getting married. So that's just kind of the reality. As much as, you know, we want them to fall in our frame, you can try, 
but it's going to be a little bit of a battle. And if you're someone who really wants kids and you want a family, it's just going to be easier finding a woman who you she's going to say yes to marriage. Right? So I'd say that's one of my main answers here is that women want to get married. And as much as it is a risk for men to get married, it's a financial risk. There's no really other risk involved because any other risk I'm going to say is just the risk of being in a relationship, right? There's always risks of being in a relationship because, you know, just having a, a woman in your life who's not a good woman is, is going to be a terror, right? So you have to find a good woman. Now with marriage, most women, they're going to want that. You're going to have to understand that. And I, I just wish anyone luck who wants to be in a long-term companionship with kids, with a woman who's just going to be okay with not getting married. Simply enough. Simple enough. Now, let's talk about the idea of not having kids and getting married. First of all, I don't think any guy should get married if he's not having kids. That, to me, doesn't make any sense. Now, you could use the argument against me, what I said earlier. Well, good luck finding a girlfriend or someone who's going to stick around for a long time. Well, that is also the lifestyle and risk that you're going to have to have. There just doesn't seem to be a benefit to marriage really outside of raising a family. And again, going to be hard to find a woman who's going to be okay with not getting married. Plus, I should look deeper into this. But I think that once you're with a partner for a very long time, even if you're not married, I know there's something called like common law marriage. There's some other things I haven't really looked into yet. But I think that you're still going to have issues either way. If you're with someone and living with someone for, let's say, a decade or more, and you know, then you get to the point where you guys break up. Again, don't know too much about that. You'd have to look about that. That could also differ from state to state, but that's something worth looking into. Now, there is also something, I will, I will say this, there's also something to be said about marriage when, especially when you are having kids, there is something to be said about you two saying, hey, we're gonna get married and we're going to give this our best shot. When someone can just leave at any time, it makes it a lot more tough. So going through a marriage and being bound together and legally bound together at least helps you fight the good fight instead of being able to, to walk out. Now, again, there's arguments against that. It's like, well, I mean, things I've even said too of, well, you know, if you get married, I mean, you can always just get divorced. People get divorced all the time, but it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder. So you're saying to each other, hey, we're going to try to make this work. It really depends on what you want. You know, if you are looking to not have children, I think that you'd probably be okay with having long lasting companionships in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s with other women who are also not interested in having kids. 
Because then you could really even pose the argument to some women. I know it's hard to kind of get to the logical side of things sometimes when talking to women about something like this because it's such an emotional decision in, in, in a sense to get married for, for some women. But, you know, you can say to a woman, say, hey, listen, you know, as you're dating her, just want to let you know I'm not the person who's going to be getting married. Now, I'm someone who would commit to you, would be in a relationship with you, would be an amazing partner to you, but there doesn't make any sense for me to, you know, bind myself legally to anyone. And then she might bring up the argument that says, well, you can always get out. You can always, you know, I want to get married, even though I don't, you know, want kids because it says that we're really going to be together. So I'll pause here for a second. I know I'm going kind of back and forth and giving you a lot of different sides here. But to be honest, I'm still working out a little bit of this too. Now, I am married. I am with someone. I've chosen to legally bound myself with someone. I've not done it with just anyone. I've been in about five, six relationships at this point. So I've looked for someone who I believe is going to be a great partner for the long term. So I can reduce any chances of a bad relationship, partnership, a bad marriage, and of course, having divorce. Now, if I were to get divorced today, let's say hypothetically, which I do not plan on doing that, but let's say if I were and I don't have any kids, then I'd be interested in getting married again. But if I do have kids and I get divorced, I will no longer want kids and I will no longer want to get married. That's where I'll be at. So to answer some of your question here, can't you get someone to take care of you, regular physical intimacy, companionship, all those things? Can you get all of that without getting married? You can. You'd have to find a very specific woman who's going to be okay with that. And yes, you can find that. They're out there. But they're few and far between. So you have to figure out what's going to be more important for you in the long run. And if you do eventually find that one person that's okay with not getting married, then more power to you. That's great. Maybe that's one of your non-negotiables. It would have to be. If you have three non-negotiables, if you are looking for three specific things, and you don't want to get married, that's going to be one of them. Your second one's going to be somewhere around kids too, not wanting to have kids. Now you're left with one more non-negotiable. You say, Trip, why don't you have more than three? Three is so limiting. Every new non-negotiable gets X, makes your pool of women exponentially smaller. Imagine if I said, I want a woman who doesn't want to get married, doesn't want to have kids, and also doesn't, uh, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're looking for. And you, and you have a fourth thing and a fifth thing and a sixth thing and a seventh thing. You're going to have a very hard time finding that. Or you just be, you know, a playboy. And that's fine too. But, you know, you anonymous are, are seeming to ask this question a little bit more in the idea of wanting you know, multiple relationships. I do believe as, as I've seen, as you get older in your 50s and 60s and 70s, you can start to find partners who 
might be interested in just companionship and not be interested in getting married because most people don't get married, you know, over 60 years old. It's, it's more rare, let's say. So anyway, that's my thoughts. I hope that answers some of your question. You know, your main one being what is the benefit of actually signing the marriage certificate? Well, it's, it's having your, well, two things, right? Having your partner there and saying that you're, you're going to stick around, you're going to work on this. And number two, you, you know, most women are going to want that marriage certificate because that's the society we live in today in 2023. I'm, I know it's interesting. I, I'm still working this one out in my head. So bear with me here. I don't know why, but intuitively I'm, I'm seeking and uh, not seeking. I'm, I'm sensing a red flag. If a woman doesn't want to get married, like if there's a woman out there who wants kids, doesn't want to get married. I don't know. I, I'm sensing a, see, there's something very, I don't know, alpha about that or something like super left wing which I don't subscribe to anything super right or super left. And I think that those sides in the extreme can be dangerous. I don't know, a woman who doesn't want that, it poses some questions. Like why? Like like there must be something else going on. Like do you have any issues with your parents and your father? Do you have daddy issues? Are you someone who doesn't really want partnership. Again, this is not judgments I'm making, but potentials. It always feels like you might get a more, for lack of a better word, normal woman, okay, if she actually wants marriage versus someone who doesn't. By the way, with the exceptions of maybe a divorcee. So that could be something good, but you have to rem- you have to remember if you, there's a woman out there who's a divorcee and she doesn't have kids, she's probably wanting to get married again. If there's a woman out there who's a divorcee but does have kids, she might want to get married again. I'd say more, more chances not, but she has kids. So are you willing to put up with a woman who already has kids? Maybe, maybe you are. Maybe you are because you have kids. And I think I think a single father, being with a single mother, could be actually a potentially great option. But I also know guys who, and I wouldn't blame you for this, you're, you're a single person, not a father, and you meet a woman and she's got kids, well, she's going to be more into her kids than she is going to be in, into you. And those aren't your kids. So is that the kind of relationship you really want? My guess is... Probably not. So a lot of things to think about here. This was a great question. And I want to eventually do a full episode on this because I think it's really important to discuss. I don't know if my views will change too much, but I'll, I'll do some research and we'll have a discussion about this. But, you know, for now, I'd say for all the guys out there who are looking for whether it be a relationship or marriage, it's just the most important thing to know is reducing your chances of being with 
a woman who's going to cause problems in your life, whether you want marriage or not. And that's why we learn how to attract women. That's why we learn what we want in a relationship and are non-negotiables so we have the best chance at having a match. So remember that working on all those things and doing the approaches so you can have more opportunities is what's going to help you in this journey, okay? So keep that all in mind. And thanks again for writing in Anonymous. Great episode today. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. If you need more help, TripAdvice Coaching is here for you. You know where to find it, tripadvicecoaching.com. You can also get our course over here called Hooked, which is an eight to 10 hour course that teaches you how to get your non-negotiable set, how to meet women, how to approach, even actual footage of me approaching, and also learning how to attract women that you meet with my TED formula. All those links in the show notes, and I'll see you guys on the next episode.